the second half of the winter of 71 into 72, Calbert's journals begin to taper off, becoming more erratic and unreadable. In the last few weeks leading up to his death, Calbert began ranting, writing long journeys in what appears to be a made-up language, or some long-dead language at the very least, before giving way to sketches. Some of the sketches are recognizable as locations around Croivois and its environs. Some are mad scribbles. The discernible drawings show that Calbert was actually quite a talented artist. But there's something about the dimensions that, while not placeable, unsettles the viewer. I've included what notes I can from Calbert's journals with the rest of my findings for that strange winter. Welcome to You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone is a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. If you like the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you use. It really helps other folks find us. If you're interested in being a guest, want to recommend a game, or just say hi, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at notalone underscore horror, or via email at youarenotalonepod at gmail.com. A quick aside, Chris, my co-host for these Yellow King-themed episodes, and I just launched a new podcast. The two of us started down a path a few months back to live somewhat healthier lives. We're both in our mid-30s and realized that we needed to make some changes. We decided to start a podcast discussing our journeys and offering advice based on what we've learned and the mistakes we've made. We're also huge nerds, so we talk a lot about the games we're playing, the books we're reading, the TV and movies we're watching. The podcast is called The Strength Save Podcast. You can find the episodes on all your favorite podcatchers, and you can follow us on Twitter at StrengthSavePod for updates. Each episode will tackle one health topic and one gaming topic. If that sounds like it might be interesting to you, please consider checking it out. Episodes will be dropping every other Monday, and the first episode just went up on January 4th. So last episode, Chris and I started playing Do Not Let Us Die in the Dark Night of This Cold Winter, a dark resource management simulator by Cecil Howe, about a town trying to survive a particularly harsh winter. We're using the game to build out some more of the history of Croivois, the weird little town in eastern France that we created for our King in Yellow games. Our intrepid villagers have had a rough couple of weeks, with a number of people dying from the cold. Christmas seemed like it might be a reprieve, but oh no, it was not. We pick up our game in the new cold January of 1872. Let's jump in. This is week five. Alright, so, next turn, no one dies, I don't think? Everyone's been fed. The kids are hungry, though. Well, no, now the the kids are... The kids have been fed. Everyone else is hungry. Okay. Uh, we switched it back again now. Gotcha. We seem to be on this rotation. But no one has gone hungry for more than one round. Yep. Everyone is heated. All of the ill folks, this is their first turn being ill. So, 
that's good. No one dies that way. Here is the roll. And the weather remains clear. We've gotten... Lucky with that, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, the snow remains away. I think it, based on three three ones in a row, I think that the weather has it actually is fairly nice this week. It's kind of a false spring. Sun comes out and melts some of the snow away. Uh, there are a couple nice days that are nice enough for people to go outside. So we will need to spend four fuel, which takes us down to one. But all of the houses will be heated again this week. Who do we want to cure? Okay. So Isabel is in, a ho- is in the house with four people still. Um, yes. And if we, if we Olivia have to- is in a house with it's only three people in that house now. Hmm. I'm just thinking for consolidation purposes, which way it would be easier to shift people around. And you know what? Let the gods decide. Isabella's heads. Isabel lives or gets cured. Okay, so Olivier is still ill. Yeah. So that puts us at zero medicine. And now we have to decide so I have five people that need food and you have how many six six yeah oh no so we can we can go down to one food and everyone gets fed all right well so, everyone but the children so the children, the children are hungry yeah. the children are hungry again yep so one food one wood no medicine yep we're we're going to get unlucky with the temperature at some point, so I think I should continue to get wood. Yeah, I mean, that's the most dangerous one to not be able to do all of. Yeah, it's the least forgiving. Alright, so how much, how much wood did we get? Eleven. Nice. So that puts us at twelve. Uh, that's enough to survive even a three next round. <sighs> Don't... <laughs> We might I mean, need the extras for later. It's going to happen one of these days. And I got a two for food. Enough to cover the kids, at least. Yeah. So I think that I think that because we had this sort of like false spring, there are actually some birds um, that came out. And uh, we were able to get some some ducks. And uh, what does what does our our wood hall look like well like you said the even with the false spring some of the snow melted and it just made gathering easier so we were able to you know cut down a tree and haul almost the entire thing back before the weather turned some some small mercy at least all right so give me an occurrence roll all right. A two. All and right. A, and a two. Oh. We got a good one. Ah. Two men were met in the woods, one large and one small. The large man wore furs and a cloak of blue. 
he helped collect 1d6 extra units of fuel. Hiding under a gray cloak, the smaller man helped collect 1d3 units of food and 1d3 units of medicine. They disappeared soon after they were met. Alright. So, give me a d6 for fuel. Uh, it's a five. Nice. We have some, some... Some wood. So that puts us up to 17 fuel. I will roll a d3 for food. I got a two, so that puts us up to five food. Give me a d3 for medicine. I rolled a four, so two more medicine. Awesome. That was a good, that was a good round. Yeah. I, f- I feel kind of okay about this. So we should probably talk a little bit about these two strangers that we met in the woods. Oh, God, yeah. Um, hmm. So uh, where do we think they were from? You know what? The silhouettes reminded me of two men that had visited when the old Roman Catholic Church closed up and was being converted. Something's familiar about them. Couldn't remember if they were working for the church or whoever maybe had bought or acquired, you know, the property. Yeah, I think you're right. I think maybe they had asked some questions of of Beaumont when they were in town about some of the books that his great-grandfather, Emmanuel, had found in the library. Interesting. At this point, though, we can't, I mean, can't can't look a gift horse in the mouth. No, we needed that. (laughs) All right, so that was our occurrence. And one person is going to get sick. Uh, We have... One person who is still sick. Yes, Olivier is still sick. You know what? Isabella, we thought she was fine, but it the medicine just maybe wasn't as effective as it was before. So I think oh, she gets sick again. She's back to being ill. Poor Isabella. Weak constitution. From the Journal of Blaise Calbert, January 3, 1872. The sun has come out from beyond the clouds. It is in this long winter a welcome friend. Most of the snow around Croivois has melted. There's a strange energy in the air, like something is about to come, but I know not what. Last night I went out to the woods to find some herbs that I need for the experiment I'm working on. On my way out of town, I swore I saw two forms, one large and one small, moving in the windows of the library. I went to investigate, but all I found was an odd glowing light, tendrils of purple and green just beyond the window. I looked away and looked back, and it was gone. There are some stained glass windows in the library, as it was once an old monastery. So I believe it was a trick of the moonlight filtering through one of those old windows. I continued on to the woods, and was able to easily find some Solomon seal root in St. John's Wood. Should anything go wrong with the current experiment, these should be sufficient to protect my mind and body. All right. So we are now entering into week six. Past the halfway point, bud. 
and they're mostly still alive. Yeah, and no one, no one is dying. Uh, that's two rounds in a row where no one died. Yeah, don't you gotta don't worry. That weather's gonna mess us up. It's two, so not great, but could have been worse. So the the false spring ends with a snowstorm. One day, the sky just goes this awful dark gray. With almost these strange hints of like purple and green. And the snow begins to fall again. So, we need to spend eight fuel, which leaves us with nine, and everyone gets heat. We have two medicine, so we can cure both. Olivier and Isabel. Yep. And that goes down to zero. And then food. We need to feed the three children. Do we want to leave the other two as excess and just let everyone else be hungry? Yeah, it's it's a good process just in case. Yeah, we've been it's been working for us. So that leaves us with two food. And everyone is good for this round. So I will do food because we are getting real low and we're going to have three, four, five, at least ten people that are going to need food next round. Yeah, it sounds like a plan. So uh, I keep wanting to say Beauregard, uh, but it's Beaumont. <laughs> uh, Beaumont Chief is going to lead a show. hunting party out. So I will get us 3d6 food, and you'll get us 1d6 medicine. Yeah, but Beauregard, that's that's my character. Yes. <laughs> Your creepy monster of the week, dude. He's not that creepy compared to he other people's. A, he had a murder van. Everyone else called it that. <laughs> they called it that because it was a murder van. <laughs> I specifically said he was a cleaner. Uh-huh. So, what did you roll for medicine? Oh, we got three medicine. Woo! Uh, and I got us tw- 12 food, so we're up to 14. So, yeah, I think there's another, this time, since the snow has fallen, it's actually easy for Beaumont to find the tracks of maybe some turkeys. That sounds nice. Some turkeys, so we're able to get a couple real big Real big fat turkeys. I mean, also find, I think, find some like maybe wild mushrooms growing to supplement the protein with some vegetables. Very nice. And what does Renee find? With the snow falling, but because of the nice weather we had, it actually have uncovered some special mosses that could still grow in the cold weather. But we're exposed, and you know, while we're hunting the turkeys, he just happened to the ketchup on like noticing that it was growing because this particular type only grows on like the north sides of trees. Okay, awesome. Now it's time for an occurrence. Three, five. What terrible thing are you doing to us? Because we got our one nope. good one. Nope. 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 
A nearby yeah. tree has bloated with ice and fallen. Add five units of fuel to the store. Ah. So how much? So that puts us at 14 food, 14 wood, and three medicine. Whoa. I think, I think some people might live, buddy. Oh, we might have one full house. Now, obviously not all the same people that started in the house, but at least one house worth. Maybe two. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Well, only one person gets ill. I think this time it's Zoe Durand. She catches catches something from whatever her husband had. Most of the entry from January 13, 1872 is scribbled out. Yellow crosses, hundreds if not thousands of them, make the text below unreadable. There's a small portion of text which follows. The first phase of the experiment was a success. I know now what I need to do to contact the king. And now it is your turn. This is week seven. So, let me see what the weather is like. There it is. There's that three. There's that three. So, it the snow continues to pick up day by day until it is a full-on blizzard. It is, let's see, it's what, week seven, so like late January, maybe? Probably, Mid- yeah. Mid-January, late January. And it is like, it is the storm of the season. <sighs> so, that means we're going to have to spend 12 fuel. <laughs> but we have enough, so we're down to two now. <laughs> maybe we should have consolidated Food, yeah, we might want to do that while we have extra food. So this round, we just need to feed the kids, right? Yes. So let's check what three off for that. So there's 11. So if we want, I have a house with four and a house with three. And I also have a house with four and three. So, so if we, we want, I, we could spend three food and we can have either your people move in with my people or vice versa. Yeah. So what we can do, well, what we can do is I can move the Bruns. I move one brother into the Fabron house. And okay. That's, that's full. And then we can move the other two brothers either into, into your house of three or... And yes. make that a five again. Or... Yeah, let's do that. So which two brothers are moving in with the Durands? Kristoff uh, and Dennis. And Gerard will move in with the Febrones. All right. So house three is gone. Very unlucky house. <laughs> and Gerard now lives in house four. So that means we have one less house to heat. I think theoretically we can say we could have done that before. Oh, consolidate and save. Yeah, three consolidate wood. before. So we're we're still at five fuel. Do we want to feed anyone else or keep the eight food? <sighs> God, well, we still don't have enough to have everyone be fed yet, right? Yeah, so it's still we're still yeah. kind of trading off. Yeah. All right, so we'll leave the eight in reserve. We can spend one medicine to heal. Zoe. So we're still left with two medicine. No one is sick. 
So that could, I, as, as I'm going to knock on wood here, but as three cold weeks go, that could have gone much worse. Like no one died. We still have eight food, five fuel, and two medicine. Yeah. So now, what do you want to go gather? Well, probably get probably get some more wood. I mean, yeah, I mean, it kind of at this point it is kind of feeling that way because food will have not quite depending on what I roll will have close to enough to feed everyone. Yeah, let's see. So the kids got fed. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and you have four. So that's eleven. So we'll be, I mean, we might lose a couple people from food this week, but I might also get lucky and roll a three. And yeah, but depending upon the weather, we definitely need to get wood. Yeah. All right. So you roll two d six wood. I did get a three. Ten wood. All right. That's a good, good haul of wood. I think. I think Renee remembered. Or had cut down maybe some wood from last time, but didn't have time to bring it all back. Okay. So they had, like, prepped it and knew where it was. That's why, even with the bad weather, was able to bring a decent haul back. Yeah, and I think that's why I think that gave Beaumont more time to hunt a little bit. So we were able to get uh, some good, good game and forage a little bit, get some, like, tubers, uh, maybe some potatoes. I don't know what grows in, in the ground. In Taters, precious? E- Eastern France. Uh, but some kind of ground veggie. Some shallots. Mm, yeah, some shallots. That was huh. way creepier than I meant it to be. Yep. Uh, Alright, so roll and we're just going to move past it? Yep, just going to ignore it. going to call it out, but then ignore it. <laughs> And roll me an occurrence. Snake eyes. One, one. Wow, we're... Oh, nice. <laughs> the last sentence on this, though. So, uh, so help arrives from the sleeping forest. A shy dog has wandered into the village and will bring one unit of food each turn. Also, this dog counts as a domesticated animal. So you need the dog. So if we want to, we could kill the dog and turn it into two food immediately. You know what? We still have... We still have a good amount, and him bringing in one extra is good. Oh yeah, no, no. We're keeping the dog alive. (laughs) Until, like, the last week. So let me mark that down. We have a dog... Plus one food. Sickness. Oh, there's that. Three, Three people get sick. Nice. You know, I think it's just uh, it's the classic case of pass on down, pass on down the sickness. So I think Juliet Durand gets ill, and then also Kristoff uh, and Dennis Brun after moving in with the Durands. They get down with the sickness. They get down with the sickness. Wow. All right. <laughs> 
The week of January 20th, 1872 features a large number of Calbert's sketches. There's one of the library with green and purple arms reaching out of broken windows. There's one of a tower rising out of the woods. Records show that during the early days of the settling of Croivois, that tower was destroyed. That would have been before Calbert was born. There's only one other known sketch from the papers of Andrew Malas that he mailed away again before the birth of Calbert. It is unknown if somehow Calbert ever saw those papers, but it seems to me unlikely. How he was able to sketch that tower so faithfully is a puzzle that may remain unsolvable. There's one single entry from that week, dated January 19, 1872. It simply reads, The Bruins have moved in to the other two houses to reduce the wood we need to survive the winter. This will make things easier. It is week eight. We are getting closer and closer. All right, so no one dies. The weather is a two. So the snow begins to abate enough that we're able to go out and and shovel out the paths a little bit. But it is still bitingly cold. So we're going to need six wood to heat all three houses. So that leaves us with nine fuel. Mm -hmm. And we can spend all 11 food. I think it's 11. Let me just one, two. Yeah, so we have 11 adults that need to get fed. Uh, So that'll drop us to zero food, but everyone... Everyone who's hungry gets fed. And then we have two medicine. I think we should use one of those on Juliet, since she is a child. That's fine. Uh, uh, which one of the Brune brothers do we want to heal? Oh, with Chris. Keep him. We'll make All him right. the last to die from the Brunes. So, Dennis is still ill, but we still have time, potentially, to save him. And it is my turn to decide. And we have to go for food because we're at zero. Uh, yes, sir. And nine fuel, even if with nine fuel, even if we get a three next week, we can heat all three houses. Size, well, that's 12 food. Are you counting the dog? Oh, no, 13 food. Lucky number 13. Yep. Nothing wrong can happen now. How much medicine did we? Three. Three. Nice. So, yeah, I think this trip, we've gotten a lot of meat the last handful of trips. So, I think this trip is primarily actually a trip to find vegetation. Because, as both of us know, one one cannot live on meat alone, no matter how hard they try. No matter how much you want. But we're able to find, we find some pretty fertile soil in the woods. And it produces quite a bit of a lot of mushrooms, some tubers, some shallots and garlic. And we also find, I think, probably a couple, couple, couple rabbits. And obviously, the, how does uh, the hunt for medicine goes pretty well? Yeah, yeah. I just, as Renee just gets more familiar with the land around, he just recognizes and knows places that he's already hit up to collect but he never takes 
so much that it kills the plants off. So he can always come back for more. And that's what he does. All right. And it is time for an occurrence. Oh, no. What'd you roll? That could be worse. Not great, but worse. It could be worse. So I got a six and a three, which is a trail of blood has been found going from the woods to the storeroom, along with dozens of tracks. The entirety of the supply of medicine is gone. Oh. I t- damn it. <laughs> I just found all that. So, like I said, like that's not great, but it could have been much worse. Mm. So who do we th- who do we think who do we think took that medicine? Could it have been our friends with the cloak that helped us out earlier? Yeah, uh, it doesn't seem like their style, though. I mean, if one of them was injured, or it could be something far more sinister. I'm thinking far more sinister. <laughs> All right, and now I'm going to roll to see who gets sick, and we'll move into week nine. Only one person gets sick? That's, that's, that's good, considering we just lost all our medicine. Yep. So I think, uh, Timothy, in your house. Yeah, he, he getting, catches a cold. Yeah, he gets the, gets the sniffles. Although Dennis is... Will Dennis die this round? I think Dennis might die. Because we're not going to have medicine to heal him. No. Probably. The week of January 28, 1872 has no text entries from Blaise Calbert. There are a few sketches of note. One is the dog that is mentioned in other records. In Calbert's drawing of this dog, a large Beauceron... He depicts the dog entering the town with the mostly intact leg of a human in its jaws. Another sketch perhaps related to the record showing an increase in sickness during late January and early February depicts many members of the village with their faces distorted in pain, green ichor exploding out of sores and lesions on their face and arms. If one looks at that image close enough, they can see a yellow cross looming in the background, obscured mostly by clouds and snow. The last sketch is a picture of what appears to be Blaise Calbert from what I've been able to gather, wrestling with a form in the woods. Though it appears that Calbert has the upper hand, the sketch does show many wounds all over Calbert's body. The form he is wrestling appears to be animalistic, but it is impossible to identify exactly what sort of animal it is. That form is covered in wounds that all bleed in amber-colored liquid. All right, so it is week nine. Let us see. Yeah, so this is going to be the third week for Dennis. So he's still alive as of right now, but we won't have medicine to heal him before he dies. And I rolled another two for the temperature. So it continues to be kind of blustery, but we don't get any more snowfall. Doesn't get quite as cold as it has in the past weeks. So we need to spend six fuel to keep the houses warm. So that drops us to three. Do we want to just feed the children again this round? We might as well. Do we just keep that cycle going? Because yeah, it's worked for us so far. That leaves us with ten food. 
and the dog will get us food no matter what this round, which will give us enough to feed people if we don't go find food. Although I will find food too when we, when we go out. And we don't have any medicine, so Dennis gets a little bit sicker. Timothy gets a little bit sicker. And uh, what do you what do you want to go find? Oh, God. I, you know what? We need the wood. Because we still have mostly three houses full. Yeah. That's a nine. All right. And I got a three with the dog. That makes four. So we go up to 14 food and 12 fuel. Still zero medicine. So yeah, we're able to find a good amount of wood still. Some more food. I think the food looks grim at first, but the dog is able to point us in the direction of uh, of some game. And uh, let's see what kind of occurrence we get. We've gotten too many good occurrences. I know something bad's going to happen. My roll this time? Yep. A six and a one. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that good huh oh no um (laughs) it does it goes well though with the fact that we said that the missing medicine was some actually it goes so fucking perfectly with that oh So, so animal skulls charred black from burning have been found attached to each door in the village. Placed inside the skulls are various herbs, rocks, and pine cones. The eye sockets are stuffed with slugs, and the entire decoration smells of animal dung. No one knows anything about the skulls, but a sickness has taken the whole village. Any villager with no sickness becomes sick. Okay, so everyone's sick. Yep. <laughs> uh, so that's real bad. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, let me just type ill a whole lot. Just everyone's sick. Yep. So it would seem that whoever stole our medical supplies was stealing them with sinister intent. Sinister intent. Curious. So, as much as I hate what just happened, that fucking paragraph is incredible. Yeah. I guess the nice thing is right now we don't have to roll to see if anyone gets ill. Yeah, they just they just all are. Yeah. Anything in Calbert's journal beyond the week of January 28 is illegible. As mentioned before, any text that appears is in a language that no linguist in Croivois has been able to identify, and the few sketches that remain are scribbles obviously done by a madman. What follows are the last bits of history I was able to compile from other sources. Alright, so this is... Everyone is real fucked, but it is week 10. So I think some people are going to survive. Mm. All right, so here is a D3, and that's another two. 
Uh, so the temperature holds as the smell of those skulls, I think, lingers. Um, and even though we've removed the skulls from the doors and we've put them out in the woods, that smell just will not go away and it hangs over everyone as everyone is sick. But the weather, the weather stays okay. So we have to spend six fuel, which drops us to six fuel. And, oh, before that, Dennis dies. No! Dennis! Not my Dennis! Not another Brun! There's so few of them now. The Bruns have not held up very well. But he was ill for three rounds and we we could not give him medicine. So I think... I'm going to ask this question of you. What does... And technically he didn't get sick from the the sickness that that spread through town, but I think that's what finally does him in. What does it look like when someone dies of this illness? It starts with just a trickle of blood out of the ears. And then... I believe seizures while foaming at the mouth. Violent, violent, quick, and then nothing. So the, I think, I think it's Juliet, the poor child, finds Dennis. And the one thing I will add to that is the foam that comes out of the mouth is this like sickly amber yellow color. And poor Juliet. The whole town is awakened to a scream as she finds Dennis dead of this strange sickness that has befallen the town. And then we spend our six heat, so our six fuel, so we're down to six fuel. And we fed the children last turn. So that means I have, I have six people that need feeding. You have four? Yeah, because we're not counting kids. Yep, so that's ten. So we uh, feed everyone and have four food left over. And uh, it is my turn. So, I mean, part of me is metagaming this. We only have, next week is the last week of winter. Yeah. Um, And we, we only need to feed the children. And we're going to get one food from the dog. So we'll have plenty of food to feed the people. I feel like I should go out and find medicine. And that'll give us 3d6 total because we'll get your d6. As well as my 2d6. Because we got a lot of sick people. Fuel. It's a tough one. Like I said, if... I mean... if I Like, if I roll a 3... There will be repercussions, theoretically. Again, we're kind of metagaming. Like, technically, no one will die of die from not having enough fuel. Yeah, because they wouldn't die until the week after that. Yeah, um, but this, but this is also my role, right? This one. Well, I will, I will roll the two d six, but you get to add a d six to that. 
Oh, for the medicine. For the, yeah, since I'm the active hero, the active hero is always going to roll the 2d6. Yeah. And then if if the inactive hero is if it is their strength, they get to roll the d6. Mm. Uh so we're going to get we we would get 3d6 medicine and I feel like I feel like we should do that with how many people are sick. Oh yeah. Uh, that's Although I just only rolled a 5. So roll a d6, and whatever you roll will get added to that. Add four to that? Alright, so that's nine medicine, which is, I mean, it's not great, but it is better than... Don't forget the dog brings a food. Yep, so we have five food, six fuel, and nine medicine. So I think we, we go out, and, I mean, everyone is so sick that we need to make sure we get this medicine. Yeah. And I think as we go out, we find that many of the animals in the woods have the same sickness. And we find all of these bodies of animals with blood running out of their ears and this amber foam on their lips, obviously having died in terrible convulsive pain. And even the, the, Trees and the plants are starting to turn a kind of sickly yellow color. But we are able, particularly with with your help, Renee, I think we are able to find enough medicine to at least cure some people of whatever this strange illness is. But we see signs of its taint throughout the entire forest. Hmm. And now I'm going to roll, roll them a currents dice. Doubling down on the bad. We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, we, we are, aren't we? I mean, it's not the worst. Uh, it's mostly just that it's, it's humorous, I want to say, mm. in a very dark sort of way. So, as we are returning from this jaunt out into the woods, let's see who who does this affect. Uh, We will say it is Eloise Milas, poor Sebastian's only living parent. As we're returning, she is bleeding from the ears and the eyes. There's yellow foam on her lips, and she's yelling and screaming and clawing at her skin, running out into the elements in nothing but a nightshirt. Clawing at her skin, screaming, screaming, screaming about a living god. And as we see her charging towards us. She drops down into the snow and convulses a few times. So her body, her body goes stiff and it looks for a moment like she's dead. It looks like she's dead. And all of a sudden her mouth, there's like a cracking sound as the bones in her jaw break. And this voice echoes out of her mouth and it says 
it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And then more of that amber foam spews out of her mouth and she falls dead. Thanks. If we want, we can convert her body to five units of food. <laughs> that's what. That's why I was laughing. So the the actual the actual wording of that is madness in this cold hell has driven a villager screaming and naked into the forest. This villager will die of exposure, and if wanted, the corpse can be converted into five units of food. How much food we got? <laughs> uh, five. Mm, ten, that could be ten. That could be ten food. It could be ten if we wanted to. Are we doing it? Coin toss. Heads, we do it. All right, doing that flip. Nope, nope. We have buried the body intact. Sad. Okay. So we are still at five food. Yeah, no uh, more tasty man meat. Sebastian is now an orphan. Uh, so, mm -hmm. there was that. Uh, I once again don't need to roll to see if anyone is sick. And it is it's week 11, buddy. Oh. It's the last, the last week of winter. So no one dies from malnourishment, lack of heat, or sickness yet. Let us roll. And it's another two. So the temperature holds. I think for a moment it looks like it might hit a point where we get that one last like death throes of winter. It starts to snow and it starts to pick up. But almost as soon as it picks up, it dies back down. And it maintains... Fairly cold, but not terrible temperatures. So that means we need all six of the fuel we have to. But we don't need any more. But we don't need any more. We have enough food to feed all three of the children. So that takes us down to two food. Now, here. Here's the rub. <laughs> we have 12 people who are sick and will die next week and we have nine medicine so who do we let die all right well we keep the kids alive yep so that leaves us with six adults gotta keep at least one brun alive <laughs> just one so we've got christoph and gerard are still yeah, alive uh so juliet sebastian and Andre will definitely survive. So we need one more, right? Oh, hold on. So those three are going to survive. Which which Brun are we saying is definitely going to survive? Kristoff? Yeah, yeah, we'll let him survive. <laughs> All right. So Kristoff definitely survives. So we need to kill three people. Um, right. Should we? Do we want to? Do we want to make more orphans? <laughs> You know what? Nothing has happened to Mark. Isabella is still alive. So okay, so yeah. yeah, so Mark and Isabel. So Sebastian 
or no, Julie, Juliet. Uh, no, it is. It's Sebastian is an orphan. Both of his parents have died. So do we want, so do we want to start picking parents as some of the survivors? Well, we'll leave my one kid not be an orphan. All right. So Mark and Isabel. You could sacrifice both of them, one of them. Let's let both of them live. So Mark and Isabel Fabrone survive with their son, Andre. I think we're going to say at least Zoe, Juliet's mother, survives. So we have what? we uh, Timothy is still alive. Gerard is still alive. You can um, take one of them out. Olivier Garand is technically still alive. And the Calverts are still alive. So of that group, so uh, Blaze and Inez Calvert, Olivier Durand, Timothy, and Gerard Brun, three of them have to die. <laughs> three out of how many did you say in total? There are five, five left that we haven't given medicine to. Okay, that sounds like you assign them a number on a D6. All right. So roll me a d6. Six. So re-roll that. Six. Re-roll that. Two. So Inez Calvert survives. One. And Blaze Calvert survives. So that means that no matter what, and I guess theoretically people might die from the occurrence this round. Oh, yeah. But Olivier, uh, Olivier Durand, Timothy, whatever, what was Timothy's last name? Laval. Laval and Gerard Brun are going to die unless something miraculous happens. All right. So what do you want to go out and find? So we don't really. I mean, theoretically, we know the game's going to end next week, but we we kind of play. I would say, I mean, we have some wood, right? No, we have zero fuel, zero medicine and two food. Uh, You know what? With the amount of illness we had, I think, like my, if we're gonna like RP it, my car would be like, you know, we might need more medicine. It's true. And there are still people that are sick. But if we yeah. also have no fuel, though. Yeah, I mean, the three people who are sick are gonna die next week before we can. Yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll do my normal. Go for wood. Okay, and I will. That is ten wood. All right. So yeah, despite the fact that that so much of the foliage is sick with whatever this disease is, you are able to scrape together quite a bit of wood. I think maybe like when you actually cut into the trees, even though they're like sickly and yellow, the wood is actually like the wood it, the wood is dying. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of dry and not not green. Um, so it actually makes it pretty easy to burn. And I got a three. So with the dog, we find four food. All right. And I think it's entirely vegetables. I think by by this time, the second time we go out now, so many of the animals have died from whatever this disease is. They have yellow foam on their on their lips and blood running out of their eyes and ears. But we still get a pretty good haul despite all that. And let's nice. see what our last occurrence is. Is it me rolling or are you rolling this one? Uh, this is you. Ooh. 
Let's see what's gonna happen this time. Got a two. Got a six. <laughs> oh, I kind of love this as the last occurrence. Oh, it's so good. This game has a lot, has a lot of things that I like about it that are, are similar things that I like about The Quiet Year. And some of these are just so awful, but awesome at the same time. Mm-hmm. Desperate seclusion has driven the settlement to anger. Village folk accuse one of their own of using dark magic to cause calamity and are to burn on the stake. This will end in the death of the villager and the use of five units of fuel. Good thing I got all that wood. Yeah. So, so yeah, half of our fuel goes to burning this person. So I, I don't want to cop out and just pick one of the people who is going to die next round anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so who do we think? Oh, who's been dabbling in dark magic? Who has been? Who's been dabbling? You know, what? I think it's going to be Blaze. Let's make it Blaze Kelbear because the Kelbears haven't really had much of anything going on. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even recognize their name. They're obviously evil. So I think maybe what it is, is that while treating them, maybe we find some charred animal skulls among Blaze's possessions. Mm. And so the town, obviously, he, he was involved in some way in this disease that struck the town. And so the villagers drag him out as sort of the first son of spring sets. The snow has melted away. We build a fire and we tie blaze to a stake in the middle of it. And we burn some of that strange yellow wood. And as it burns... Underneath the crackle of fire, we can hear screams and laughs in this awful, deep, booming voice as Blaze burns. But the sky is clear. Winter has broken. And from the northeast, where we know those old stone ruins are, we see purple and green light ripple through the sky. And I think that's where we'll end. Thank you to Chris for playing. Thank you to Cecil Howe for the wonderful game. And thank you to you for listening. If Do Not Let Us Die in the Dark Night of This Cold Winter sounded interesting to you, you can pick it up on Drive Through RPG. Our theme song is Wasted Wonderland by Mew. Join me in two weeks when I sit down with Gabriel Robinson to play his incredible game, Candlelight. Until then, remember that you are strong. You are beautiful. And you are not alone. Alone.